welcome to We're Your Friends Now. Ashley here. I am your host this week, and I am super stoked to be bringing you this episode, Doing the Impossible. I'm here with Katie. Say hello. Hi. And Biz. Whoop, 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 whoop. This is an episode that is born out of the last one we did where we talked about fear. Uh, We heard so much from you guys that so many things resonated with you. And it feels like everybody has these superpowers that we just keep tucked away, either for fear of failure, fear of judgment, even imposter syndrome, so many reasons. And imposter syndrome, I think, strikes a chord with a lot of us. I mentioned in the last episode that I struggle with a fear of adequacy, which I use in place of the word imposter syndrome, almost (laughs) because I have imposter syndrome about having imposter syndrome. (laughs) Um, And it's just like, it's such a common experience. I know, Katie, that you have some thoughts about imposter syndrome too. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody heard my thoughts about imposter syndrome when I took us all to girl church last week. Um, But the cool thing that happened was we had a few people reach out uh, after we released our episode and they specifically talked about how they had wanted to start a podcast for a couple years and didn't know how or didn't know who to ask how and everything seemed overwhelming or they didn't know like why anybody would listen to them. And it reminded me so much, Ashley, of when you said, who am I to do this? Mm-hmm. And these people called me and they were like, well, you did it and I know you so I can call you and ask you or talk to you or you decided to do it. And so I feel like I can do it, too. And so it was such a cool thing for me to really marinate on and think about that that phrasing, who am I to do this, really should be replaced with who am I giving a voice to by doing this? Yes, I love that. Who am I giving a voice to by doing this? That's such a great way to reframe that. Yeah. Because I mean, and that's something like, I I just, I just thought it was such a cool moment because we specifically talked about the imposter syndrome about doing a podcast and people called me <laughs> like, because y'all did this, I'm going to start one. I was like, yes, you, you do can it. do it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my overstimulation that I live with probably will not allow me to listen every single week, but I will when I can and I will cheer for you. Yeah, totally. It's so funny because I like had the same thoughts around starting a podcast when like before we ever talked about it, I was always like, it's so crazy to me because there's so many podcasts. Like why would I even bother to start one? And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm I'm getting together with my friends and we're starting a podcast. (laughs) Uh, I think Biz just kind of like, she decided for you, you were voluntold that you were starting a podcast. (laughs) I know, right? Like, thank God for thank God for my spastic texts. Right? See, but that's yeah. biz. You gave a voice to Ashley. I remember also when yeah. Twitter or X, whatever, launched, yeah. and I thought it was the dumbest thing because I was like, why on earth would I sit here and put out texts of what I'm thinking? Like, who needs to hear my thoughts? And now people legitimately <laughs> make money from like tweeting their thoughts or Xing their whatever it's X-ing called now. Their thoughts. So crazy. Their thoughts. You know, it's wild. I went to go. I don't I don't even have a Twitter account. Isn't that wild? But I um, I went to go read a tweet and you have to have one to log in now. It's like mm-hmm. Elon's getting crazy. It's making me even hate having my Tesla these days. <laughs> I want like an Elon apology sticker on my Tesla. That's like I didn't buy it because I support him. I know. I know. Sorry, Elon. 
Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we built a great car, kind of, but mm. it goes real fast and it makes me real happy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, so, but do you know what? Like when we're talking about imposter syndrome, actually my car is a huge piece of it. Ooh. You know, whenever, whenever I'm, um, whenever I bought it, I actually didn't post it on Facebook ever, mm-hmm. ever. Um, because it really kind of stemmed from that with it. Um, and talking about like, like it, it was a big deal for me because it was my first huge goal that I set for myself that I accomplished when I bought it. Ooh, right. Like that one in particular, um, and I and it was and so like it's kind of crazy like for me to even talk about my Tesla like knowing like the imposter syndrome right of knowing it's going on the podcast that we're talking about it that it makes me it, it still gets me a little bit here yeah. um but uh but not really anymore right because yeah. that's that's where it's at that's well, why we're talking about it but I don't know if you're the same way I am biz like I always play my Tesla down a little bit like people are like oh like dang you have a Tesla and I'm like oh they're not as expensive as you think like. You know, I, I literally I this weekend that. when I was with someone and I and I said, yeah, well, my my car, my Tesla. And they were like, you have a Tesla. And I was like, that was not a humble brag. Like that <laughs> literally came out of my mouth. Like with it, I was like, it's not a humble brag. But like, yes, it's the coolest thing I've ever bought in my entire yeah. life. But this, and I, like, I, I love talking about it. I love talking about my car. I like people. I, I actually, my aunt called me like a few weeks ago. She's like, I think we might be getting a Tesla. Tell me everything about it. We talked for like an hour. And it's so funny because I'm like, I, I love sharing the joy that that car brings. And same biz I had like built myself up. And it was my treat to myself to have this car that I wanted that maybe wasn't 100% the most practical purchase I could have ever as a mom of two. <laughs> I girl messed the shit there. out of that car. <laughs> no, I specifically girl messed the shit out of the full self-driving package. Oh, that I bought with 100%. But, like, but yeah, I girl messed the shit out of that car. Whenever I, when I finally said something about it publicly was when I got rid of my old car a year later mm. with it. And, um, yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it is that we downplay it like that? Or Katie, do you have anything like that yeah. that you downplay? Like immediately right no. on the door? Oh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't buy cool stuff. <laughs> no, no. I just, I don't buy cool stuff. No, Katie, you do though. <laughs> you do you, buy cool but, stuff. Everything you buy sparkles. But Katie, <laughs> you do downplay it when somebody talks about your strengths in especially I've heard it when people are talking about strengths and work. Sometimes you're kind of like, Oh, like, you know, I just, I have a Trello board and people are like, no, Katie's a Trello master. And you're like, no, I just love it. You know, like I just love the organization. Like you downplay your skills at organization. I'm really glad that you said that because I'm, I intentionally have worked on getting better about it this year. And this see this is gonna sound like a humble brag and it's not like please know my heart in this that like so we are all uh part of or do a lot with this group and I'm super active in it and have been for years and years and years and it hasn't been around super long so a lot of people know me mostly because I stick my nose in a lot of like people are like hi and I'm like oh my gosh a new friend like like someone's like hi I just joined from blah 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 I'm like hi hi you don't know anybody I can be your friend um and I was telling one of my friends that uh I'm trying I was working on getting better about when people like recognize me 
and they're like, oh, hey, you're Katie. I wanted to meet you. And instead of being like, why? Like, I'm just a human. Just say, <laughs> hey, it's great to meet you. And not like any, yeah. I mean, of course, it was a whole long thing about like, why am I minimizing myself and what we've been taught and all of that and not feeling bad about being like, you know what? Yeah, I actually have put a lot of intentionality and a lot of time and a lot of effort into this and the relationships and everything. And so it's okay to just yeah. say like, it's great to meet you instead of first making sure that I like downplay myself. And I, mm -hmm. I want to believe that I do it to amplify the other person. And I think it's mostly also just conditioning. <laughs> 100%. So it is conditioning. Thank you for saying that. I do downplay Trello because I know somebody who's much better at it than me. <laughs> but thanks. I will. I will make note of that. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. I Like, I think sometimes one of the reasons I avoid the word imposter syndrome is I, I think that people associate it with a very specific condition of like having a job promotion or a new role yeah. and saying yeah. like, oh, I'm not good enough for that job role. Like, I don't have enough yeah. experience. And so that's why I try not to use it because it's a, to me, it's fear of adequacy because it's like, do I, am I really somebody that deserves driving a car that I love? And it's not like the fastest car. It's not the most expensive car. It's not, you know, the plaid, whatever. So therefore it's not adequate enough for me to be braggy about it. So I can't, I have to downplay it. And that translates to like everything. Like I'm not the most experienced real estate agent in the room. So I'm going to downplay that. I'm not the most experienced speaker in the room. I'm going to downplay that. You know, this is so this is making and I know that this episode isn't about imposter syndrome. And this is a huge revelation. I think I partially had it a couple weeks ago. And now you're making me realize you that I have realize. imposter syndrome in like such a weird way where like. So this is going to be about work, but it's so we work. Most of us have something to do with the well, all three of us are in the real estate industry in some way. And there's people who are well known or top producers or whatever. And when I started my real estate career, I very quickly got on a team with one of the top agents in mm -hmm. the world. And so these people were just part of my daily life. I didn't know who I didn't know that I was supposed to feel some type of way. And so I established relationships with them because to me, they were just people. And so I never had an issue going into a room because I belong there because I was part of this team. I belong there because of who I was affiliated with or who what I was doing with that person. And I was I was grouped into that. And so I believed truly that I belong there. And so. Um, and Biz, you were there when I was talking about this at Her Best Life, how it was very difficult for me to stand in a room and say that I was worthy and not attach a title to it or an mm. affiliation or a like, I am worthy because of who I am, not a qualifier. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Qualifier. You know, that's so really maybe, interesting that you, that, sorry, sorry, can you go ahead? Sorry. I mean, no, no, no. It's just really interesting that you, that you're drawing your experience because like my experience with dealing with imposter syndrome is almost, is very different, right? Yeah. Because like I almost have walked into so many rooms in like hiding, like you talk about the real estate world, right? Like yeah. newsflash, I'm a mortgage broker. If you didn't listen to <laughs> my little ad at the end of it and um, every, in the rooms that we're talking about are are mostly of the time, most of the time full of realtors and yeah. like blaringly obvious for those of you who aren't in real estate, it's awkward AF for me to walk into a room full of a bunch of realtors and I'm the lender because 99 
90% of the realtors in the room, as soon as they know that I'm a lender, are going to immediately not want to hear what I have to say. Yeah. And so because they're going to assume that anything that comes out of my mouth is going to be a sales pitch and not yeah. a thing of value. And yeah. that, unfortunately, like where you're talking about walking into a room and having that um, ignorance, if you will, yeah. that can yeah. give you confidence when you walk yeah. in, right? Mm -hmm. Like I walked in, you know, into those rooms that way too at first, but then was faced with like serious adversity. And yeah. that's what yeah. um, what really like developed this imposter syndrome within me. Yes. And it, it's wild. Like y'all like talking about, you know, in my professional experience, the first time that I was explaining to my mentors what I wanted to do, um, I told them that I that I, it, they were like, it sounds like you're describing something called imposter syndrome. And I was like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. That sounds like that's exactly <laughs> it. It's like imposter syndrome. <laughs> like, that's exactly it. And you know what they said to me? I'm not making this up. They said, women can't have imposter syndrome. Oh, my. And then I continued to work for those men for four years. Oh, no. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, I know it's like, hilarious, right? Like, it's it's freaking hilarious. We were in the past <laughs> decade, guys. Like, this is not like. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, you know, and it's me, like in my mid thirties, that that was said to not someone That's in their fifties so or even their forties, right? So, like, <laughs> I I just want to make sure we take this conversation all the way up before we bring it yeah. down, that, right? That, that feeling you're is. feeling isn't and, real. Yeah, <laughs> well, and recognize first and foremost, right, that it is very real, real for us as women to feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you know too. Like hear what, what, um, you know, what Katie's talking about, um, I think is really important too, but like, you know, where you talk about where you're walking into rooms, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and you were walking in, you, you kind of talk about walking into them, you know, like blindly and like, Hey, like everybody's here to be my friend, which is like so indicative of you. Right. Like, right. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like, you know, I talk about your letter of recommendation, right? Like yeah. I don't even, yeah. you know, you just kind of show up there and I love that about yeah. you. Right. And everybody else does too. That's why. That's why it's there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, like, but it's yeah. funny because mine, mine was based on qualifier. And once I lost that, I was like, oh man, who am I to be here? And yours was based on experience. Mm -hmm. Like you experienced being told, like, or you that exact feeling of like, why shouldn't you be here? I, I was standing in a room of people who like wanted me to be there and was like, I don't deserve to be here. And Biz, props to you because you had the bravery to continue to show up. Yeah. Like. Yeah, well, that's, that's where my awesome. friends come in, right? And so, like, I mean, the real reality of it is, is the way that I did that was making sure I had a buddy with me ever since yeah. then, right? And kudos to the, you know, to agent number one that saw that, you know, person be mean to me, the first one be mean to me. And yeah. it was it was a girl. And I went to go run to the bathroom and she stopped me and intercepted me and turned yeah. me around and and literally said, hi. You know, I thought I had good lenders until I met Biz. This is my best friend. And, you know, and that right there, like, is really important. Mm. Um, and what we're talking about here and rallying each other and supporting each other. Like, what was so important to me, and I think the biggest key of me unlocking this imposter syndrome, and it, it honestly didn't happen until um, until just now. And so, like, when I say this, y'all, I want you to know that this is years of work and a lot of, of revelations that I'm stringing together that, that honestly, Katie and Ashley 
um, have held my hand through. But the reality <laughs> of the situation is, is that anytime you walk into a room, there's like split the room into thirds. Like one, you deserve to be in the room. Like, let's just talk about that for a second, right? Like, do you guys mind if yeah. we just talk about like how you deserve to be in a room? How do you even know about the room in the first place? That is, that's the big point that I want to make is like, if you even know about the room, then somebody somewhere wants you to be there or you wouldn't yeah. have even known about it. So just go, just show up. Yeah. You know, I have really only had really one strong experience with um, what am I doing in this room right now? How did I get here? I don't belong here. I was invited to do this speaking consultation group thing, whatever, with a company. And I just accepted the invitation. This sounds super cool. I will do it. You know me. I'm always saying yes to experiences. I showed up to a Zoom meeting to like talk to the first round of people that had all been invited to do this. And I knew every single person I knew their location that they worked out of and I knew their business numbers because they were big deals. And I knew that they didn't know me. And oh. so I, I get there and I can feel myself like paralyzed and tense up. And I was like, I do not, I shouldn't be here. What am I doing here? I get off the mm. call and I cried. <gasps> totally oh, cried. no. And it, <sighs> I was like, there. I should not be in this room. I have bamboozled my way into people thinking I belong here. I have lied. I feel that way all the time, Ashley. I have, okay. So like we've talked about in the last episode, how we're all theater kids, right? Like all of us have like some way, shape or form done that. And so I used to never get nervous going into auditions until after they happen. You know, Katie, one of my favorite stories about like rooms you know, you push me into rooms all the time. <laughs> you know that you do. And I, you know, and at the same time, I think that's also why I text you <laughs> or why, like, I always ask Katie, like, hey, should I go to this? And <laughs> you you want to go. She's like, do you want to go? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you want to go, but you need somebody to, like, validate that you should go. Yeah, right, I need somebody to confirm. Confirm. Yeah. See, it's totally okay to call on your friends. You yeah. need you need that person that's just like heck yeah, and you know what, Katie? Like one of the one of the greatest things you ever said to me, or or most validating things, like is me being a good friend back to you, was when you were like, "Are you kidding? Like you're the person that I like let know that I want to do something cool," and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I think so. The theme this week is doing the impossible, and to me. There's no way to accomplish that by yourself. You know the saying, yeah. I'm probably going to butcher it. Um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Yes. That yeah. is like one of my favorite sayings. Yes. Because there's just no high. I mean, it sometimes feels so much easier to be like, I'm just going to be by myself on my own. I I'll just can't figure this have, out. Yeah. I can't have rejection. I can't have judgment. Um, yeah. There's so many negative feelings I get to avoid. But the yeah. beauty in having people around you to support you, I mean, I know I hit up our group chat after that Zoom call that I had that had me like crying and was like, yeah. I did not belong on that call. And I had, I don't know, six, seven friends all jumping in there to share examples of times to make me get, I was going to back out of something that ended up being an incredible experience that led me to speak in front of 800 people live and was like so amazing. And, and you I know what's done it. You know, what's important about that, too, is that like 
it's not just people who gas you up because they think it's being a good friend. And this is what's so key to me. And I know we'll probably do an episode about like finding your tribe and all that. So I won't go too deep into it, but it's finding those people where like this same group chat that Ashley's talking about where she went to after that call, we have all been our most vulnerable in front of these people. (laughs) They have watched us through trials and triumphs alike. And there is no, absolutely no, um, when I took Spanish in high school, we called it enthusiasmo falso, where you like (laughs) act enthusiastic, right? Even if you're not excited (laughs) to be in class, there's none of that. We don't fake any of it. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't, if it wasn't a good opportunity for you, we would have told you. And so then it allows you to let go of those like limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome, because these people who have seen you at your literal worst, like the moments that y'all have seen me at. And then when you reaffirm something of me, I, I'm allowed to believe it because you haven't only seen like the facade that I put up or what, you know, you don't only see the highlight reel, you see all the shit and you still, you still like, gas me up (laughs) and when you when you share that vulnerability with people and that authenticity the the connection gets deep enough that the validity comes from honest places and experiences over like you know if I just kind of casually know someone and they're like oh I'm feeling like you know like my makeup doesn't look really good today I'm gonna be like it looks great of course like it's just very surface level I'll find something to be like, oh my gosh, you are killing that, like that lipstick slice or whatever, you know? Yeah. What you're, what you're, um, talking about getting nervous, like afterwards, you know, what's crazy about that. I've spent a lot of time, a lot of time chewing on it with it is, uh, it's our memories and the Mm. stories that we're telling ourselves on Mm. how it went and how important it is to be mindful of the people's whose perception of what it went through. And that goes back to like this podcast, right? And like I was talking about the happy consequence of what it was and watching back the real footage for me. Yeah. And like hearing what was coming out of my mouth and how that was like the biggest tool for me, right? And like counteracting my imposter syndrome Mm -hmm, and like it really instantly shattered that lie that I tell myself that I don't have anything of value to say right and like and but before that um and and why it was I think it's important to note that what shattered it was myself right yeah Mm-hmm. And that's really um, like, Ashley, is there or Katie, has there been a time in your life that like shattered that that was yourself that gave you the confidence with it? Um, like, I mean, yes. And that was definitely the product of a lot of people who loved me enough to speak truth into me and like push me into changing the way that I thought about myself. Yeah. Like that whole yeah. saying, like, don't talk about my friend that way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it was all the time. Yeah, there are for sure things that I'm like, oh, damn, I did that. Um, But all of that is traced back to like the people that I surround myself with in the way that I allow them to shape my thinking and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that's where a lot of my root of my imposter syndrome comes from, too. Right. It's in the past. It's like I am not nervous when I walk into a room. I'm nervous afterwards. Right. Yeah. And then it's like the story that I'm telling myself after it's happened is really where we like where I personally anyway, like solidify the the seed 
the negative story, right. That I have to, yeah. to then draw upon the negative experience. So then whenever I go and it just kind of builds, cause remember, like I was talking about that previous episode, like it was new to me to have this imposter syndrome. Like I never, I, I didn't always have it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so like, I, I distinctly, I can tell you that specific example that happened in my life that gave it to me and like yes like katie 100 like where you're talking about with her friends like shout out to all of us like four years strong dude like i mean it's just yeah. a big freaking deal with that yeah. just, just to show up for people um, i have the tattoo to prove it long. yeah you <laughs> i swear to god it's coming but um but yeah you know so shout out to us for that but but going back to it um you know, like I, I can't, like Ashley, what about you? Is there anything specifically that you could think of, like a specific moment that either you did encounter imposter syndrome and like, hey, now I now I struggle with this or hey, now I don't? Or so am I the only one here? No, that, that, <laughs> that leads me perfectly into kind of the next segment of this topic because we don't want to just talk about imposter syndrome, but it pivots it into the things that you can accomplish and that you, especially when you just take the small steps, like everybody wants success and we want that gratification that we're making moves in the right direction. Doesn't always mean like, Oh, I want to be an overnight success, but we crave continuous gratification. And that is not the way success culminates. Success culminates in taking the small actions every day, the small steps. And then five years later you look up and you don't even recognize where you're standing anymore. You look around and you're like, holy shit, I did that. So like yeah. Biz, what you're saying is for me, the journey that sticks out the most to that story is so when I first got into real estate, I was recommended the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And to this day, it is a book I will recommend to anybody and everybody. Doesn't matter what industry you're in. Doesn't even matter if you're an entrepreneur or not. Literally everybody, everybody read should read it. it. Like, Patrick Brussel, shout out Boston Real Estate. Um, yes. He made a Facebook post about it and I commented and I said, this book changed my personality. And then immediately after I said, this book killed my entire family because it's like the joke that I'm <laughs> on this Chris White Strips, baby. Oh, I can't help it. It's everything. Chris White Strips killed my family. Um, but but yeah, but I so sometimes I think people are, think I'm being facetious when I say things like that because I tend to be sarcastic. But literally, the person I was before I read that book would not recognize the person I am now. I would have told you, if you met me beforehand, that I was an introvert, that I was super shy, that I was socially anxious, like all the things in the stories that you tell yourself. And part of the reason I read that book is because I was like, well, I'm shy and introverted. I'm going to struggle to succeed in sales. I'll read this so I can mimic the actions that it recommends so people don't even know I'm an introvert. And that's how it started for me. I was like, I, you know, Dale Carnegie said to shake hands firmly, look them in the eye and repeat their name. And I just kept building those habits until one day I looked up and I was like, if I tried to tell anybody I'm an introvert, they would probably (laughs) laugh at me. I would literally never believe it. (laughs) Never. It's so wild to me. And especially when like, you know, it's, it's one thing to be like, you know, I never thought I'd be a public speaker and I am. Sure. And I've done X, Y, Z, and I've accomplished, you know, this much business. They're very measurable. But to me, that story of literally changing my personality is so crazy to me because it's just How not you something you can measure. Exactly. Like if you could like take like two or three words of what you were and then change them into two or three words of what you became, like what would you call it? 
Yeah. Um, before I would say like nervous and quiet. Those would definitely be like, if you saw me in a room, I'm nervous and quiet. And I, to some extent I can still be a little bit quiet, but it's usually cause I'm, I've got too many words in my head and I can't get them all out <laughs> in a coherent way. Um, I joke to my husband all the time. Like, you think I talk a lot. I have to listen to myself 24 seven. So, yeah. um, but now I would say that I'm funny and outspoken. Yeah. And then you think that that, and so what about it, like the premise in that book that you pulled from it, that, that made that biggest change. So the biggest change was the part of the book that talks a lot about like people don't, I mean, this is not what Dale Carnegie said. This is gonna be the Ashley version. Yeah. People don't give a shit about you. Yeah. Like, like yeah. again, people don't give a shit about you and mm. not in a rude way, but in a social interaction in those rooms, everybody for the most part is sitting there worried about themselves. Like yep. you said, Biz, I think it might have been the last episode. Everybody wants the interaction to go well. They want you to do well in those interactions. But it's more to me, they're selfishly being like, I hope I'm doing well. And yep. so I took that and thought, well, if somebody else has ever felt the way I felt and been very nervous at a function or at a networking event or looking for a friend, and I can show up and just pretend to be the person that is friendly and make them feel comfortable... I'll focus on being that I'm like, I love action. So to me, diving into action and being that person, I'll just pretend I'll be an actor, pretend to be that person and take care of them. And after a while, it just wasn't pretending anymore. You know, yeah. I've like, per I've been purposeful about that in moments in my life with women that I've looked up to. And I've been like, you know, like, like just, you know, using like, what would Ashley do in this situation? And then, like, I want to be more like Ashley, so I'm going to do that, right? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. insert, you know, what would Katie do in this? Or, you know, I'm, you know, whatever. Totally. Like, you just insert this person in your life, and you're like, okay, like, I want to show up in the way that this person shows up. And, I, you know, role models can be anybody um, yeah. in that regard. And, like, I think, like, it's – the big piece with me in the imposter syndrome, too, was confidence – and like we talk about books that we've all read, right? One that I'm excited to read that was just recommended to me by another boss entrepreneur, female power. Shout out to Christine Meadows, Central Florida real estate needs. But she just told me to read Think Like a Monk. And oh, I've heard that's really have good. Have you heard it's good? Think Like a mm -hmm. Monk. And it's supposed to help you be okay with like sitting with yourself and learning how to love yourself with it and like being okay in solitude. And whatnot. And um, and I, I think that there's really like that's what I'm going to be moving forward to. And I <laughs> and I know like maybe this episode we need to talk more about about where we've been so much, but moving forward to is really enjoying dreaming big with myself and like sitting yeah. in conversations with myself. So, so that's the book that about, I'm gonna read. Like yeah. when you think about like you're you want to do more dreaming big and, and sitting with your own thoughts. Looking back at your past, is that something that you struggled to do? Yeah. I mean, like, let's talk about our lives, right? Like the past few years. I mean, I am absolutely blown away at some of the people that are in my circle now at the fact that they have the same 24 hours in a day that I do, right? Yeah. And I am like, how the hell do you accomplish everything that you do? And like, I'm struggling here, you know, to whatever. And yeah. so I became, I've become like, like hyper mindful of time and, and where I'm focusing my energy. And like, literally 
it's it's fascinating whenever you stop and you slow down and you really take the concept of like what I am focusing my attention on to now means that like I'm not focusing my attention on all of these other things, right? I don't yeah. know. I I mean, let's let's go back to the idea of taking the small steps and doing the impossible because I think all three of us are examples in numerous ways of having done a lot and our imposter syndrome is going to tell each and every one of us like we're we haven't like we're you guys are probably sitting there like Ashley what are you talking about <laughs> I but literally honestly, am I'm like what have I done Ashley like, what honestly are you, you about? have okay and well look let's let's like stoke each other first <laughs> okay because so I literally can't think of anything don't just ask me <laughs> You're insane. Biz, let's talk about you making the jump to my community mortgage. That's huge. You're one of the top female lenders in the country. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> you got okay, your test. Think, think about it this way. Like, what? what? <laughs> 10 years ago, you, let's say you go back okay. in time to 10 this years ago. Good, you. This is a good example. Let's do this. Take me through it. Cause this is really hard for yeah. me. Yeah. So you yeah. go back 10 years ago as you are right now and you get to talk to yourself and you get to tell her, I'm one of the top female loan originators in the freaking country. I drive this Tesla that I love. I fiercely protect my family time with my daughter who is pretty kick-ass Fuck yeah, she is. And I <laughs> and I walk into rooms full of my ideal clients and I talk and I hang out with these people and I have landed great friendships, great clients, all of these amazing relationships that I've cultivated. And nobody led the way for me to do that. I showed up and started doing it while people told me that it was impossible or that I couldn't even experience the things that I was experiencing. And now people are knocking on my door asking me, how did I do it? And how can they do it too? How do you think 10 years ago, you would respond to that? I'm proud of you, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that That's so what 10 years old me, 10 years ago, me would say, yeah, because 10 years ago, me, didn't know what she didn't know. <laughs> she yeah. was living in sweet ignorance. 10 years ago, me, right, was 26 and bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, right? And, like, that's – but that's the point that you're saying. And, Ashley, I also want to say, like, thank you. Thank so 10 years ago, me, uh, people ask me how I started in real estate. Like, what? how did I start with getting clients? And I always said – I always tell people, I walked into an office and like every new agent, I asked all the top brokers in my office, what am I supposed to do with my time? They handed me the white pages and they said, here's a Tom Ferry script, call. And I was ignorant and stupid and said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> not a thought in that sweet baby face. <laughs> nope. I didn't even know the do not call list existed yet. Just kidding. Oh, for legal reasons. Yes, I did. I never called anybody on the do not call list. Never. I, I just didn't ask any questions. I didn't say, well, this script doesn't sound like me or I'm not, you know, the person that cold calls. I didn't even think of it as cold calling. I just did it because I was dumb. And, and so, you know, so one day I'm just too ignorant to know anything. And then fast forward six years later, I'm being named the scripts champion at my real estate company. And literally, I just kind of was like, huh? Like, I... <laughs> 
I don't know. I And that to me is like the summation of doing the impossible is that these big hairy goals sometimes aren't like something you've even come up with. Like I didn't know script champion was a thing when I like, I just raised my hand to help out my community, my young professionals community and represent them some. And it led to so many weird things, like so <laughs> many doors that you don't know about. And like, I don't know, Katie, maybe you had the same experience that 10 years ago, you was just like you said, you walked into rooms and you just didn't even question if you belonged. Like, do you feel the same way that 10 years ago, you was very ignorant, like blissfully so? So kind of, kind of. Um, I think my biggest thing is like, the biggest difference is I learned how to think for myself truly. Mm. Um, mm. And so I, cause I didn't really have like big, big goal. I mean, I had big goals. Like when I was younger, I wanted to be the first female president in the U S and like, I wanted to, oh, yeah. play, I wanted to play soccer in the Olympics and stuff yeah. like that. But like, I didn't really understand dreaming big and, um, there was a lot of breaking down walls and stuff. And when I realized that my entire thought process um, revolved around like anything that came my way, my initial thought was like, how is so-and-so going to like, how is this going to affect them? Or how are they going to think about this? Or how would they want me to respond? And literally my entire life was shaped on somebody else's expectations of me. Mm -hmm. And now, I mean, please also note that like, I think about my husband and my child constantly when I make decisions and right. it, was, a little bit, right? <laughs> it yeah. was, a it was a long, slow, painful process for me to separate it and be like, okay, but what does Katie think, mm -hmm. feel, want, desire? And I, it was like a very long process of that and the steps that I had to take to get to that point. And so like 10 years ago, me wouldn't even recognize this girl like yeah. at all at like at all i mean my hair is blonde uh, but like but like at yeah, all like because 10 years ago you would just have like mouth open like confusion yeah 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 i ten totally years feel that. ago i'm gonna 10 years ago i was in a completely different career field oh, and was same. contemplating getting my master's and just continuing up the corporate ladder that I had landed myself in after college. And then I didn't want to do it anymore. And so I, I jumped off a ledge, a ledge and left my salaried job. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's crazy, like sitting here listening to you guys talk about like 10 years, like it really is like I am I am like completely unrecognizable from who totally. I was 10 years ago. And, and then, you know, it's. And that is what makes doing the impossible so real to me because that imposter syndrome cre creeps in and says like, unless you're saving mankind, then yeah. you're not good enough. And that's insane. That's not how it works. <laughs> no, no, that's how you save mankind. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So, okay. So this is what I really want to know. Katie, I'll go to you first and then Biz, I'll come to you. If you could go back to 10 years ago, you, and just yeah. give yourself that one piece of advice or one phrase to hold on to, what do you think you would? Ooh. Um, you know what it would be? I think <laughs> um, really is the world is really big. 
Ooh, <laughs> I love that. I think that I think that's what I would say, and and probably also like you are made for so so much more. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Mine is really is still like I'm you're safe to be seen. I am going to like carry that affirmation with me until I die. I mean, truly. And every single person that I meet is going to hear it. So Uh, you could go back 10 years ago. You would give that affirmation to yourself. I would because I would have gotten to where I am today much faster. Oh, interesting. What's yours, Ashley? So. For me, my affirmation that works today is not a piece of advice that would have resonated with 10 years ago me. Yeah, same. Because again, like that, like I just wouldn't have been like, okay, like it's, I was so far behind who I am same. today. <laughs> same. Yeah, it's just like, she would have been like, you're dumb. <laughs> I think, yeah, along very similar lines of Katie, if I could go back in time 10 years ago and give myself just one piece of advice, it would be just go experience the world. Yeah. hundred bad days, baby. (laughs) Yeah. A hundred bad days, a hundred bad stories. And I love sharing my bad stories with people. So in this, I went on an awesome retreat this weekend. And that was like my big takeaway was I I actually spent like three hours journaling by myself on the freaking beach. It was awesome. I have been wanting that experience for years. Um, And it happened and I, and it was really uncomfortable journaling, but, but in it, the big question that I pulled out from it is what story do I want to get myself to in this situation? Mm. And I, I literally wrote, haha, Freudian slip, because I meant to say, what story am I, do I want to write for myself? But I actually like the Freudian slip that I wrote down better. Like, what story do I want to get myself to? And that is like, like, I always, there's, I struggle with visualizing where, for like a long time, there was about like 18 months in there where I didn't know what else I wanted to do. And like, that's kind of crazy, right? Like moving to new Orleans and, and doing this, like, that was kind of (laughs) like, like the biggest that I dreamed. And then I was like, well, now what, you know, true. Like so (laughs) many times, how many, like how often is it that we set these goals and they feel crazy at the time and then we achieve them and then we look up and everything's okay. And we've hit the goal. (laughs) And then you're like, shit, what else? What do I do now? Like what that's, now? that's yeah. a big part of it. And yeah. I, I think I really a great appreciate- episode to do in the future is like, here's what we've, you know, like we've done the impossible. What's the future that's impossible? I would I love, love that. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to do that. Well, let's focus on the stuff that we've done. That's impossible. Well, before we wrap up um, today, I want to leave everybody with like something that just makes us feel powerful, ready for anything, something that we can repeat to ourselves when we need that moment to really say, I can do this. And for me, that affirmation, I say it to myself anytime I'm feeling overwhelmed or like I'm not capable, I tell myself I am high capacity. Ooh. Ooh, I love that. 
I have high capacity. Yeah. So anytime I'm feeling like my bandwidth is running low or my mental energy and, you know, there's just too many things to coordinate. It's like a full stop. All thoughts go into I am high capacity. Like, let's just get some shit done. Katie, what's what's your affirmation that you've been leaning on? Uh, my most repeated one lately, as in like if you go through my journals for the past several months, is opportunities flow to me in abundance. Ooh. Like a sort of manifestation right meets affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's a reminder to myself to like, I'm worthy of opportunities. I need to look for them in all sorts mm-hmm. of different things. You know, it there's no specific opportunity. So it could be like an opportunity to help somebody, an opportunity to work on my patience, <laughs> a business opportunity. <laughs> So many opportunities. So many opportunities, but they all flow to me in abundance. Yeah. <laughs> and Biz, I I bet that I know which one you're going to go with because I think you hinted at it in your advice you would give to yourself. What's your go-to affirmation? Yes, 100%. I'm safe to be seen. It is. And I, I also want to add a, an additional bonus is the next time you say your affirmation to yourself – do it in the bathroom in the Superman pose. And what mm-hmm. the Superman pose is, is standing with your shoulders back and your hands on your hips, taking up as much space as possible, or even expanding your arms out wide and just literally like starfish and take up as much space as you physically can while you say your affirmation. And that's, that's my, my real super, super secret power with that. That's super interesting because I have a hard time saying affirmations to myself, like in the mirror or in a camera or anything. I (laughs) am a writer. I will sit there and I'll write it five, six, seven times until like my thoughts have all shushed into that affirmation. And I'm feeling like I believe it. Journaling journaling affirmations is like a chiropractor for my brain and soul. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it gets me in alignment. I love that. I'm okay. I'm gonna try to. Okay. All right. Hold me accountable, y'all. I'm gonna write mine down, and I will send you pictures of them this week. And Ooh. I want selfies, like camera selfies, of y'all making yourselves big in whatever bathroom you find. Yourself. I don't. I don't stand. I. I like. I look in a mirror maybe, maybe twice a day. Maybe. Maybe. I, know what? <laughs> I, I feel like my getting ready time is very sacred and that like either I've got a podcast on or I've got like my hot girl music on and like <laughs> we're shaking ass we're you know throwing it back and give so it a shot the next time there. that you're feeling down or like the time that you need an affirmation and you're going to draw from it don't get in front of a mirror just stand up where you are mm. and take up as much i'm literally like this like I, y'all can't see me but like literally as big as you can and take <laughs> up as much space and just say it to yourself then and see how it makes you feel tell you it's different we'll try it we'll try each other's method <laughs> we'll report back yeah <laughs> yeah I think that's super fun because it like it makes me uncomfortable and I have to follow being uncomfortable. I always know right? that. You do yeah. lean in. Man, I used you as an example. I talked about you the other day and I referenced people back to our podcast. And I was like, you should run into experiences that make you nervous and like see what it's about, man. Like discover. I love yeah. that. 
just yeah. gonna feel through it and try it out. Sweet. Well, this has been an amazing episode. Just a quick reminder that we're your friends now, and we're so excited that you're with us doing the impossible shit. Tune in next week. I'm sure we'll have so many more amazing things to share with you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate us on your favorite podcast streaming service, and we will see you back here next week.